This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. This episode is brought to you by Amazon Prime. You know Amazon Prime is not just a shipping subscription, right? It's got everything, including streaming TV and movies on Prime Video. And of course, Prime's fast, free shipping. Go from watching your favorite shows to getting your favorite things. Whatever you're into, it's on Prime. Visit Amazon.com slash Prime to get more out of whatever you're into. Hello, I'm Rob Beckett. And I'm Josh Willicombe. Welcome to Parents in Hell, the show in which Josh and I discuss what it's really like to be a parent, which I would say can be a little tricky. So, to make ourselves, and hopefully you, feel better about the trials and tribulations of modern day parenting, each week we'll be chatting to a famous parent about how they're coping. Or hopefully how they're not coping. And we'll also be hearing from you, the listener, with your tips, advice and, of course, tales of parenting woe. Because, let's be honest, there are plenty of times when none of us know what we're doing. Hello, you're listening to Parenting Hell with... Sammy, can you say Josh Whittacombe? Josh Whittacombe. And Bob Beckett. Bob Beckett. We'll take it. We'll take it. We'll take it. That'll do. Wow. It sounds like a big media buy. We'll take it. <laughs> you're like, going like this. Oh, you're really on that mic. It sounds so sexy. Go on, Josh. Give it to me. Sorry. You sound sexy. Don't apologise. Great work on the show. Myself and wife are, are crazy big fans. It was suggested that there were not many northerners listening. So here is proof of me and my son. And his son oh. is called Sammy Digweed. <laughs> Sammy Digweed? Sammy Digweed. <laughs> It's Sammy. You can't laugh at a kid's name. It's the Sammy's fine. It's the digweed's the problem. Yeah, I think he's aware of it because he wouldn't have put. There, not many nozzles listening. So here's proof of me and my son Sammy Digweed practicing your names last July when he was two. Sammy Sam- Digweed. Um, we have lots of Northerners listening. We just don't have many Northerners submitting their uh, their uh, small businesses. Yes, right. Oh, yes. But we had course. someone so from been... Middlesbrough that collects dog shit uh, last week, so look, exactly. we're changing our ways. <laughs> I bet that's Ben Digweed, and they live in Stockport, which is just just a couple of miles from where I'm sitting as we record this, Rob. Oh, Rob, yes. Something weird happened what? when you were in the toilet before what we recorded happened? this. I thought I saw someone walk past my window. I'm on the fourth floor, Rob. I, I was so sure of it. I, I asked Michael whether we were recording the Zoom so that I could look at it again. There's no I, way. There's no way. I was there's sure no I saw someone walk past my window. To the point where I looked out the window to see if there was scaffolding. So what was it? I don't know. Ghost. So he didn't record it? No, he didn't record it, so we'll never know. So full floor. So what's, how high is that? 50 feet? Yeah, there's no way. Look. If anyone knows anyone who's 50 foot tall. Yeah, or, in the Manchester area. I saw a bit of your bum then when you leant over. Did you? Yeah. Just like the bottom it? of your back. You know when the shirt's got a bit small from the wash? Yeah. And it's just sort yeah, of, it's yeah. fine. And, but when you bend over, right, you just see a bit of... Uh, you might say it's the wash, Rob, or have I been, have I been pushing up. so much that my shoulders have got big? <laughs> You've got massive rock-hard pecs and shoulders. Yeah, exactly. You like Eddie Hall. Like little, little crop tops from the 90s now. <laughs> uh, but how you been, um, all right? 
What's your sleep yeah, I've got situation? A sleep thing to talk about. Go on. So a few nights ago, my daughter woke up having a nightmare, two a.m. Mm-hmm. We got her. She she slept in our bed then, and I'll, I'll be honest, I liked it, Rob. You do, you know, yeah. it's a classic thing we talk about. All these don't, don't don't let them do that because then they'll keep doing it, and you're like, yeah, but they're going to be older someday, so I yeah. don't mind. I like having the three in the bed; it's nice. Well, I, we go into their bed. I quite like getting into the bed with them if they're a bit upset yeah. or unwell or stuff. Oh, she's got a shit mattress, so I don't get in. <laughs> oh, really? We got, her a, we got her a bad mattress originally, and she doesn't realise. <laughs> our mattress is so good. We bought a brand yeah. new mattress, and it's amazing. We didn't realise how bad our old mattress was. We had it about eight, ten years, and it's so nice. But when I get on their bed, I'm like, this is it is literally the cheapest mattress we could find. I feel yeah. like, is this bad? Should I be getting my kid a better mattress? She doesn't know. She doesn't realise that she could be sleeping on a good mattress. But then I think, would they sleep more if they had a better mattress? Oh, interesting. Interesting, yeah. Because our four-year-old kept on waking up in the night, but it was because she has loads of lights on when she goes to bed. She has the main light off, but then three lamps on. It's really bright in her room. So what I've been doing is when she's asleep about midnight when I go to bed, I've been turning off one of the lamps. But I think she's been waking up scared. So since we left the lamps on, she's been sleeping through a bit more. So yeah. uh, we were like, we want to turn it off so she gets used to sleeping in the dark. But I'm like, well, she'll get used to that eventually. Yeah. Don't rush exactly. it. So she got into the bed with you and it was nice. And then the next night, the same thing happened again. And I went, mm, oh, this is where it starts. This, this is, is a worry. Slide. This is a worry. What do you do in that situation? Do you, because you'd let her in the night before. You can't suddenly go, there's a new rule in town, can you? So what, what, what reason was she allowed in the night before? Nightmare both nights. Rose said, do you think she's been picking up on what's going on in uh, the Ukraine? I was like, of course she hasn't. She's four. Well, from also, six music news between the moment we've got the radio on. Like, she's like, also, what are you going to do about that even if she is? Yeah. Like, like, oh, that's it. I'm going to Kiev. I'm going- <laughs> <laughs> my kid's not sleeping. I'm going in. Let's get this sorted. Josh Riddicombe turns up. He's borrowed my backpack. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, I do. I, I sort of turn the news down and off a little bit because it is bleak at the moment the, with the news. But um, I don't know if that's really having an effect because for them, it's so you they don't really understand the, the, the wider geopolitical landscape and the impact it'll have. No, exactly. And I'm glad of that. She's not she's not <laughs> yeah. aware of the breakdown of the Soviet Union and what it led to in the late yeah, 80s. Exactly. Because I, th- I think that, am I more anxious now about all this bad news because it's really bad news or mm. were things like this happening when we were younger in like, you know, Iraq and then like the Cold War stuff or, you know, the other, they always seemed that, you know, there was like wars in Bosnia and Croatia and there was, there was yeah. lots of stuff happening. I know this is really bad, but like, or is it just now because I've got kids and I've got responsibilities and I'm older and I'm more aware of it? What, what, what you know, when I was 20, I wouldn't, I wouldn't give a shit about anything. I think we got lucky that there was nothing that was as affecting as this. Like my sister, who's older than me, I remember her saying that, she used to genuinely go to sleep in the 80s worrying about being blown up by a nuclear bomb. Oh, really? Yeah. So if you were a kid in the 80s... In, in Dartmoor? In Cornwall, which isn't a target. I don't think it'd be the first point of attack. <laughs> no, but Plymouth's a naval base, isn't it? So Plymouth might be one of the main targets. Plymouth was bombed to fuck during the war. Oh, was it? Yeah, it's one of those cities that was totally flattened during the war. It's a city? You, you are, you're basically a racist, that's what you are. You're basically... <laughs> Rob, it's, it's, it's the biggest city 
in uh, Devon, in the world, sorry, to yeah. never have had. Oh no, in Europe, biggest yeah. city in Europe, to have never had a top division football team. Is it a city though? Definitely. Yeah, quarter of a million big ones. People, quarter of a million people. Really? Yeah. You'd be getting ninety thousand in Wembley for a Tyson Fury fight. Yeah. That's more or less a city. Quarter of a million, mate. <laughs> Quarter, okay, Quarter fair enough. Of a million. Plymouth is a city. Sure. Yeah. If, you want, is that, if, you, if you're saying that, I believe you. <laughs> so is Exeter. Is it? Yeah. Exeter City is the name of the football club. It just Exeter. looks a bit too chilled down there to be a city. <laughs> Did it? <laughs> Where did you think the last city was? Bristol? <laughs> it's, sort of a, it's a sort of towns from Bristol onwards, isn't it? <laughs> But there's no sort of office buildings. It's just sort of like... Do you know, there's no there's no motorway beyond Exeter. There's the A38, which is the main road through Devon and Cornwall. Yeah, Exeter doesn't look like a city. It just looks like a few hours... It's got a of... cathedral. Yeah, I know, but who's, you know, no one's doing the stock exchange in there, are they? Stock exchange. I just, I imagine there should be an office block in a city. There is an office block in Exeter. <laughs> is there? There's people I don't who work in offices. I don't think so. Plymouth. That can't be a city. No offence, Plymouth. <laughs> Jesus. Shall we bring on our guest, Rob? I oh, think yeah, we've gone out of steam. <laughs> okay. Which is, ironically, how Plymouth is powered. <laughs> cool, I won't sell a ticket in Plymouth again, will I? Oh, oh the God. old pavilions. The old faithful Plymouth pavilions. Yeah, I don't, they're probably too busy doing deals. They were all wearing office suits and had a Bluetooth in when I did Plymouth last time. Getting some deals done. Um, right, this is an amazing episode, by the way. This is Tom Davis, very funny man, brilliant um, in uh, the new thing, The Curse, their new show. He's uh, won BAFTAs, isn't he? He does a great podcast with uh, Romesh Ranganathan. Um, Old and, Romesh. And uh, also, more interesting for this podcast, Tom's had a baby recently, but with a surrogate, which we talk about. Really funny episode and also really interesting. And Tom is an absolutely top bloke, lovely man. Enjoy the episode. Hello, Tom How? Davis. There's, there's the intro. Straight oh, sorry, yeah. <laughs> I was going to do it bigger, but it's fine. Oh, you go big, Rob. You go okay. big. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Tom Davis. Thank you very much for joining us. It's too much and it's too official. You, you right? know what? I was genuine. When you said it was going to go big, I thought, oh, wow, this is going to be one of those. All like, right, okay. Let me do this. Right. You might know yeah. him from King Gary. <laughs> King Gary. BAFTA <laughs> winner. Win- BAFTA Murder winner. Murder and successful, yeah, 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 but yeah, now. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. His greatest ro- ro- role of all, father. Yes, Tom Davis. <laughs> yeah, also as well, he's done the thing we all want to do, sold a show to America. Yeah, Didn't you? Murdered yeah, successful? Yeah, successful. Yeah, you say sold. It, it, it was sold, but yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't life-changing. <laughs> okay, all right. Okay, all right. But not like The Office then. It's not like The no, Office. No, 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 not it's yet. quite a long while. I'm still living on a new development with uh, everyone else's bins uh, in, uh, in my garden at the moment. Okay. Right. Rob, have you, uh, I mean... Last Leg America, are you not aware of that? That's a huge hit. Is it? No, of course not. No. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's not, it's, not, it's not about TV, this. It's about it's you, not. Tom. You've got a baby. Can you talk us through what, what, one child you've got, haven't you? One, one child. little baby, yeah, yeah, little daughter. Yeah, so she's 10 weeks. Oh, 10 oh, weeks old. 10 yeah, weeks. It's incredible. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's been a, like, um, yeah, a long journey to get here, actually, because we went through like a surrogate. So oh, did had, you? I yeah. didn't know this. Josh mentioned that last week. I didn't yeah. realise that you went for a surrogate. I, I got an abridged version when I saw you, and I thought this is an incredible story. So yeah, like we've been we've been trying for about seven years off and on, like and th- nothing really happening, and that's sort of in itself quite, you know, for any anyone struggling, it's quite a hard thing, that isn't it? When you, yeah, you know, for a while, and um, and then my missus went for some like checks and had some bits done, and one of the things they do is they write, write, put dye through your, your um. Uh, fallopian tubes yeah some of the dye got uh, 
basically stuck stuck in a blockage and like she got just really really ill it went toxic oh she really oh no yeah. so, so she was then this is a real great way to start uh, <laughs> I'm glad we did all the bit at the top <laughs> right, yeah. so I'll talk Which about one? another cancelled show in a minute <laughs> he's quite a morose chap old Tom Davis isn't he really? um, yeah, that was actually the reviews of the last leg New Zealand it went toxic <laughs> um, and um, yeah so she so she basically yeah she got pretty ill with it sort of she was in hospital for, over Christmas for about two weeks and shit then, yeah, when was this a couple, a couple of years so ago two, year, two years ago from like Christmas just gone and we got told at that point we wouldn't be able to like she wouldn't be able to conceive we couldn't have kids oh and, man um, I'm so like, sorry because so, of that because, yeah yeah that was sort of the final Fuck. final now so so from there though um, one of the nurses that while she was in hospital we just got on really well with her here off with and um, she reached out like about for four months after that and said look I've always thought of being a surrogate and I don't know if you guys would be up for it I don't know if you know it'd be something you'd be into or like you know would you want to you know try and sort of go on that journey so we hummed and hard and 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 in the end we sort of like yeah we sort of got to know her quite a lot and her and her family and and we started so Christmas a year ago we started on the journey on Christmas day she started like go Catherine went for IVF and we you know did the embryos and yeah the surrogate went on the same thing and uh yeah, like, so Grace was born on the 14th of December this year. So it's like every Christmas, like a milestone. But oh, amazing. You know, it was an incredible journey from not ever thinking you're going to have, you know, and that's all we really, from, you know, we're, we're both quite family orientated and we all we really wanted, wanted was kids. So we're looking at adoption, yeah. we're looking at stuff like that. But yeah, it's it's like a miracle thing of like, you know, it, you, know without, you sort of look at her and you think, Christ, the sort of, you know, that sort of thing of like, it takes a village to raise a child. It's like the amount of different, levels of like you know from you know nhs who are incredible to sort of you know the surrogate to that to, nurse yeah. that's so she so she Amazing, just kind of man. met you she met we and got on really well and she heard my wife here off and she reached out and she's just like you know like you know so this is all this basically happened and then you sort of go into the pandemic so like you both Jesus. you know I, i'm used to being out working and all of a sudden you, you've you've got this news that hits you you're festering that news and and you can't go out you can't see anyone else so that's when you, you found out basically yeah, about yeah, yeah, the, the, yeah, the blockage yeah. and the floating tubes yeah, yeah, yeah. And they, and so we found just out before the pandemic oh, Jesus. yeah so you're dealing with a lot of god a lot of stuff and, and you can't just go out with your mates for a pint or whatever you, you've kind yeah. of but actually weirdly it really meant me and Catherine just dealt with it yeah ourselves and, and when you know and it is a journey it's, it's like the thing that i sort of i think has you went through such a process of, and also just going through that surrogacy is, you know, I listened to the one of these with H from steps. Mm. It's such a, like we're kind of, it's kind of a primitive thing in this country still. It's kind of like, like even when Grace was born, like, and we're given grace and, you know, you're, but then you're like, oh, actually, I don't know if we can leave the hospital until this has happened and that's happened. And you're like, what the, <laughs> like, you know, what, this like is legal stuff. Yeah, man. You, you know, you call in your lawyer yeah. on, a, on, a, on one of the most important days of your oh life. It's, it's kind of like <laughs> insane. You're like, it feels like a sort of like uh, something from EastEnders. So what, she kind of needs to be signed over to you, like, like, yeah, like a house. kind yeah. of second hand <laughs> <line> car. <laughs> well, that was in the car game. It was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like, moving yeah, van yeah, outside yeah. the hospital. I'm just waiting for the keys. Have you got a, ta- have you got a textbook for this? <laughs> yeah. You got the MOT, Rich? Yeah. I just need a corgi registered gas fitter to sign off on the boiler. What's going on here? Yeah, so we met this woman about two years ago and she's just had our child, but she's she's your child though, yeah? Yeah. That's your spunk and your missus egg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. cool. Fine with me. Thanks, Gary. Yeah. Cheers, Gary. Thanks, just mate. her belly, yeah? Just her yeah. belly, yeah? Can oh, you okay. just choose her to cook her in? That's fine, mate. What a credit to humanity. See you later, mate. What a, what a lovely story. Sign here, 900 quid. Yeah. Cheers, mate. <laughs>
<laughs> so, 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 so it's your sperm and uh, her egg yeah, man, put together yeah. in like a and lab it, and then in, yeah, implanted. Yeah, you an embryo and then um, from there, yeah, it's implanted. So, so every step of it's like, like, is this going to work? Is that going to work? It, it's oh, like, the air of tension is just like, yeah, another level of... And then, and oh, then wow. you know, and then throughout the whole pregnancy, you're like, obviously, it, it the, the hit of like... It's a weird thing talking to mates who've got kids. I think when your your wife is pregnant, you get used yeah. to the lack of sleep, right? Because someone in the house is carrying a baby. Whereas me and Catherine were like, everyone kept on saying, store up your sleep like we're camels in the desert. Yeah. And you're like, but you can't oh, yeah. Sto- you can't you store it up if you've you no, already you, had it. No, you can't store up fucking... It. It's not like, you know, your body goes, oh, fuck, yeah, yeah, we can't sleep January to fucking August, December, whatever. But remember, we had all that sleep for two months. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, as well, I suppose, well, because, you know, like, yeah, with Lou, she was so, like, knackered from carrying the baby mm. like you see it was Luke, like rest of the sleeping and stuff like that but you must be like twiddling your thumbs a little bit just like oh, oh god it must have been so hard waiting how often are you checking in with uh, like weekly yeah we, we still like she's sort of become a part yeah that's the other thing you've got to make sure I think is like how you don't want it to be a business transaction you want to make sure yeah. that when it comes yeah. to the day you've got to explain because you have to you have to talk yeah, about like how she, she she came to be here and, and I think you don't you don't want to be the people who go oh yeah we gave someone some money and, and you, you want to make sure that that's just like you know, so and, you know, surrogate is just she's amazing, man. A family, a friend. You know, they're, they're people that, like, I, if I'm honest with you, I, f- I just find it just that level of humanity. Like, like in yeah. a world at the moment where yeah. the world we live in, and, and you know, obviously it's had job as, as comedians, we're constantly taking, you know, we take the mick out of stuff, and you have a joke about stuff. But then when you look at someone who's just gone and done something like that for nothing, really, and yeah, like, it's you know, amazing. It's, it's an incredible thing, and and you just sort of and and like you know it's it's given us the one thing and, and even like her other half I look at him and think like he's gone through this as well you know he's gone Fuck, through his yeah, wife at what point do you think he went just to double check I'm really for this but they're going to implant the sperm and the egg aren't they like the, <laughs> Big Tom's not getting involved is he <laughs> We're coming round with a fucking I, I like dominoes and some successful. roses. I like murder and successful, but not that much. I like, I like, I like the fellow. He knows his improv, but I'm not sure about it. Yeah. Well, because that's the thing. The way H did it is in America, it's more like a business transaction where yeah, you go yeah. on an app kind of thing and you pay money. And like the contract signed beforehand. And yeah. then as soon as the baby's born, you can just boot off. Over here, it's slightly different yeah. and stuff. So, like, and, But even if it isn't a business transaction, they still need to be supported if they're pregnant and stuff. Yeah, and man. They need, you know, like the stuff to go with it, like pregnancy pillows or some you know any yeah, stuff yeah. they need to help along the way and checkups and get into yeah. the hospital and stuff you know so it's like well, also it's the stuff after as well Rob you know yeah. it's the stuff that's actually the stuff where you realize that you've really got to be there and you've got to really make sure that as as a couple me and Catherine made sure that you know we were there with her and we, we talked to her and, and yeah and, and made sure that anything that she needed or anything that she wanted for her and her family was always there you know it was always yeah. like you know whether because you know postnatal depression or anything yeah. and you know, it's such a big thing God, and yeah. you just want to make sure that her and her family are as sort of looked after as possible so yeah that's yeah. what i mean in a sense you sort of you know you've gained gained sort of your family but also gained people you think christ like you've you've given up a year essentially of your life to do something amazing for me and yeah. me and my wife and, and, and now my daughter and it's yeah man it's me naturally as a person anyway i, I don't think i'd have ever been able to just like sort of done that and then never seen her again or sort of just walked yeah. away yeah, just, yeah. yeah it's weird because it's a part of your life you know it's like a friend of the family it's always, yeah, almost yeah, become yeah. Full, full family of like the special sort of like auntie almost yeah, kind yeah, of thing yeah. and it's an important thing because i've all sort of weirdly took the piss out of people you know when they go like um 
oh, he's your uncle, so-and-so, he's not yeah. really your uncle, and it becomes a sort of you know, stable joke. And all of a sudden, like, I find myself doing it to everyone who comes in our house. Yeah. Like, all my uncle's <laughs> yeah, friends, yeah, uncle this is your auntie so-and-so, yeah. this is your uncle, whatever. Yeah. This is daddy's <laughs> colleague, Romesh. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't ask this with H because I, I I'm not as familiar with H, yeah. but um, could you take us through because uh, we had a lot of chat with this the providing your own providing the the sample Tom it's, what was that um, experience like? The, but so when, the first part of it was like you can now do it basically if you live within an hour of the place you can do it at home and then whiz it to the place. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, so the first time when I, we were like I was doing my sample to see what it was <laughs> I had to do it at home and yeah. I, like I just got stage fright. Like, really? it was genuinely, right, my missus had to go through, like, we, the women in this process have to go through the most awful things, right? They have to really, yeah. like, it's Did you make her help? And, uh, no, no, she, she just had a go <laughs> at me. She, she literally I had looked a go at, at you. Yeah, I came in and went, I don't think I can do it. And she went, you've done it in this house before. Like, what's the problem? I was, it's like the pressure. Yeah. Like, my, my guys are feeling pressured. So, yeah. in the end, she was like, right, well, yeah, we'll go to the clinic and get it done. Which oh, she is, didn't do it at home? No, I did it. Also, because I was really worried about not getting in. I was like, what if there's traffic and you're sitting there with a fucking yeah, little, yeah, like, yeah. A little fucking scepter of your own spunk and you're like trying to keep it warm in your hands just to oh, run it in and oh. go, how long did you dispose of it? Yeah, and it's also clerical right there. So it's like, how long was this withdrawn? How much was the... You, yeah, you don't want to be there too early. Yeah. Like no. three minutes ago, all sweating. Red <laughs> <laughs> <My> face. <laughs> Were you leaving an hour away? Yeah, just only two minutes ago. Is that right? Is that quick enough? I did it in the car in the car park. <laughs> a lot of people do. Um, uh, so, so in the end, I just yeah, you do it in the room, which is like. So, a, what's the room like? It's a grey. It's a pretty soulless room. It's it's yeah, like yeah. all the old sort of joke about um, like the old sort of. I think there is naff porno mags in drawers, yeah. but it, it, the, the, the thing they're pretty clear about is there's a Wi-Fi. There's decent Wi-Fi. That's what a woman said to me. Decent yeah. Wi-Fi. The woman looked at me and she went, there's good Wi-Fi in there. There's good Wi-Fi in there. Oh, cool. I'm going to sort my emails, actually, while I'm in there. <laughs> well, so I can Instagram live this, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> it must be weird, though, working on that reception desk and just seeing men every day just pre-wank. Off you also, go. you've got the thing of, like, because... Everyone knows when you're a man sitting in the waiting room while you're there. Uh, yeah. Like, you know, so every bloke you're looking at, you're sort of like, right. Just sort of a little nod yeah. over, like, yeah. yeah. You don't. And were, you, you, were you worried about uh, two things? The amount of time you're in there. Did you get in your head at all about like? I, no, I was. I think the first thing is is like how you settle in. Like, where are you are you going to lay down? Because there's a bed there. She was like, the bed's all been cleaned. It was like, like bed, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not. I am not laying down. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> Are you, did you lie down? No, of course I didn't. I Massive stood legs hanging off the edge. Like <laughs> <laughs> well, Fred Henderson's. He's lying down. Oh, where's Tom when he fell? He's catching up in his sleep. He's getting that <laughs> sleep. Imagine story. if you fell asleep. I'm storing up, mate. I'm storing Coming up. Just, all, just lying there, all limp. <laughs> oh, you oh, finished God. then? No, yeah, no, I stood up for it. And uh, yeah. yeah. And then you sort of, yeah, you're walking around for a bit with, yeah, she woman said, leave it in there. But I got really panicky that if I left it in there, someone would forget about it. Yeah, so no, you don't run... leave it in there. No. <laughs> you don't want to mix up as well. That's yeah. the absolute nightmare. Uh, yeah, that would be the worst one. Um, but also, you have a thing, right? When we were going for all this, right? And then you get the call and they're like, you, you know, the phone call comes through and they're like, oh, you know, your semen's strong. It's, you've got a sort of strong semen. I sort of felt there's a bit of a sort of masculine pride that sort of comes out. But yeah. also you sort of feel like, because I think there's such a, and I've got friends who've, who've been on the other side of that, but I think there's such a stigma attached. You know, because you, once you get married, everyone turns around and says, oh, you're going to have kids, you're going to have kids. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We've been married for a long, long enough that everyone was constantly asking. 
I just so presumed you're too much of a fucking legend. You didn't want to, ruin, you didn't want to, you know, lose your party life, Tom. <laughs> that went a long time ago, Sean. That went with the ring. It's only football tournaments now that I can get out. Um, but I, I was like there. I was like, at first, you have this sort of masculinity of like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. But I'm mm. pretty, yeah, I'm pretty fucking strong. I've got a very like strong seed. Like, and then you realise what yeah. an absolute. Look at the prick. size of you, mate. Like what like- a prick. <laughs> Yeah, but you've got two kids. You're tiny. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe my sperms are too big. It's it's the problem. Well, that's the thing. You're getting so good. You went, oh, I feel like I'm good about myself because of, uh, you know, the strong sperm. But then they've got no control over that the same way as you shouldn't care if it's not strong sperm. Like It's it's not like you've done it. You know, I know certain lifestyle choices can affect it, but fundamentally, it's normally a chemical thing inside you. So it's a bit like, you know, something like your mental health. You can't really control it. You're just a sort of, you're just a passenger in it, aren't you? No, of course. Yeah, it's not, I can't really turn around and go, oh, fucking thank God I ate all that cucumber. I do think, there must be a thing though. There's a lot of pressure on that, you know, the, is it called a specimen deposit or whatever yeah. you call it but pot of spunk but there's a lot of pressure on it because you're like you, do, leading up to it go okay next week I'm going in to do it you're like right I'm not going to drink I'm going to no, be no, healthy do thing. some exercise because you don't want it to be like when you've had a bad week the first time Beckett actually weirdly because we went twice to the to the place and I did two samples the first time I did the samples I had been out like a night or two before <laughs> and I like, had a right drink and it was sort of I was so hungover and sort of in my head I was like even if these are sperms at work, do I want my child born from like really yeah. drunk old sort of like lazy old semen? Do you oh, know what I mean? Yeah, the gross jizz. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like going. A Moretti going to Spain, going to Spain when she's older and just turn around going, no wonder you like it. Yeah, I cut the salmon kills the day before you. <laughs> Funny story, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, man, it, it's a, it's a, yeah, it's a hell of a thing. It, it's like, yeah, it's the one thing that it's, but it's the one thing you've got to do as a man, right? You've got to do yeah. the one sample, yeah. And then they've got to, both the surrogate and my wife are like injecting them. They've got to inject yourself. You've got to go for IVF. You've got to yeah. go for these really like tough things. That's what I think. That's the bit where I really felt like, oh fucking hell, like, like that's where you're like a bit of a passenger, and you're like, oh shit, like the, these yeah. two women are doing this, all of this. So we can have this child, and and like so at times, you know, at times of going, oh god, the indignity of having to wank in a in a room yeah, that I, yeah. like, with loads of people looking at me, and, and they shouldn't do it in the waiting room. Going... <laughs> <laughs> Whatever floats your boat, though, Tom. If that's what yeah. you need to do, that's what you need to do. But you know exactly what the ladies have to go through is unbelievable compared to just yeah. a bit of wanking yeah, 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 in a yeah. pot. Were you at the birth? Yeah, well, yeah, I was at the birth. Yeah, yeah, but I was, I, I took, I took a sort of back seat. I wasn't. Yeah, you can't be front and centre. Yeah. You know, the business end. Go on. All right, just met you. Yeah, trying to look her in the eye afterwards. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, it was uh, no. I was there, and uh, do you feel like a weird kind of spare part in that situation? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I think, I think, but I don't know what. I, like I say, this is the only way I've ever been through it. But yeah, I guess it, all men feel like I felt like that, and it was yeah. you know we didn't have a surrogate, and I still felt sort of like a spare part kind of thing, but. You know, yeah, yeah. It's the mid, like the midwives are amazing. So it's just midwives like, yeah. incredible, and I think like yeah, I can't, I can't speak highly enough of the NHS on the, like, the midwives and, and how they took into consideration everything, you know, everything on board, like you know, from from the situation we we're in with the surrogate, but also obviously with what 
three of us do for a living there's an element of like people sort of prying in and and, and like making sure yeah. we had oh, pri- right, privacy yeah. and making sure that we we felt like comfortable in a scena- that scenario but because yeah you may, you, some people may choose not to make it public that they went for a surrogate which is their choice and stuff but yeah, i think yeah. if you've got to be you know if you've got to be honest with your daughter early on then i don't think there's a i think it's a good thing to talk but also about i think it's I, f- I think it's important to you know like i love yeah this podcast is amazing i think it's good because you know and what you two talk about as two lads I've known for a long time and I think it you know it's because I you know I think there's so many different levels of being a dad that we'll get onto but also I think when it comes to sort of like the struggle that we went through to actually have a child was was like you know it's one thing I sort of I'm really conscious of like I think when whenever we go to parties with friends who had kids and and whatever like there was always a bit of heartbreak there like we'd always sort of I'd find that really hard at times and whenever you know, family member or friend would get pregnant and we'd been trying for so long, you'd sort of, it'd be really difficult because you're really happy for other people, but yeah. you're like, why is this not happen, happening for us? Yeah. So now that we're in that situation and, and we're there, I sort of, I feel like there's always a thing where I'm a little bit conscious of not being like, shattered from the roof, to, but also being no. honest about the process to, to get where we've got. I think it's really, I think it's really important to talk about it. And I think you yeah. should be really proud of yourself for doing it because lots of people listening will be going through similar things and to hear about, you know, the process and stuff like that. I think it really helps people. And not a lot of people do. Because it is something that you don't really understand it. Do you know what I mean? No, it, no, yeah. I, yeah. That's what we found when we were first doing it. Like even family members, you know, you talk about it and people would be a little bit like, I think people have read horror stories like in those cruddy old magazines that you see in dentists you know, um, yeah, about people course. running off or whatever. And But actually once you sort of describe it and, you know, and sort of go through it. And also it's like, man, it's, it's an incredible thing that, you know, we offer that in this country. We offer that to people. Like, so you know, it was all on the NHS? No, we, 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 we were private for one reason or another, which um, for the actual surrogacy, because... Yeah, if I'm honest with you, I didn't face that. With the NHS, you've got to, like, you've got to pass certain fitness tests. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so if I was looking for a new club, I wouldn't have found it. Um, <laughs> you'd have found the uh, medical. Um, I would have, genuinely. Um, <laughs> like, that was one of the most indignifying parts of the whole thing. Uh, I've never ever talked about this since. We... we... <laughs> We were going through the surrogacy thing and before they even take the semen check with the NHS, they're like, look, if we're going to basically, if we, if you're going to go down this with us, yeah. we need to sort of, yeah, we, we kind of need to make sure it works. And yeah, which is fair enough, you know, <laughs> they're going to put a lot of money into you. <laughs> into you. And yeah, like she, the woman was like, yeah, you're, you're a beast. And like, <laughs> oh God, that's the last thing you need, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, she was like, um, <laughs> this is a tough enough process as it is, mate. And then you go, but what's wrong with insults? I've got a strong, I've got a strong seat. It doesn't really matter because we don't know if you're going to fucking live it out. <laughs> <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Amazon Prime. You know, Amazon Prime is not just a shipping subscription, right? It's got everything, including streaming TV and movies on Prime Video. And of course, Prime's fast, free shipping. Go from watching your favorite shows to getting your favorite things. Whatever you're into, it's on Prime. Visit Amazon.com slash Prime to get more out of whatever you're into. Want to be more active this summer? Sierra helps you save on everything from swimsuits to stand-up paddle boards, tennis rackets to fishing tackle. And if that doesn't float your boat, we also have pool floats. Sierra, let's get moving to your local store, like now. Go! But then that's, that's another weird thing that I found as soon as I, I knew I was going to be a father, I sort of started being a bit more healthy with my life choices. Yeah. Just on a basis of like... And also that woman's voice echoed in my ear. She was like... You know, I was 22 stone and she was just like, that's, yeah, you're, you should be about 19. And like, 
You're, you're, we no, six, you're six for eight, though, as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. There's yeah. only so long you can use that excuse. <laughs> and also, and I'd say you don't look big. No, you, no. Like, it's all in proportion. Because yeah. if people aren't aware of you, they must think, fucking hell, he's a big geek. He's really fat, mate. 22 stone, five foot six. But you are six for eight. So it's spread you fitted in that wanking room. It's unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> he just opened the door and put his knob in it. That was it. Squeeze me into it and pull me back out. <laughs> well, it makes you feel better. When I did my, it was a bit, I was a bit heavier at the time. When I did my life insurance, because you sort of need life insurance yeah, yeah. and that when yeah. you have kids and buy a home and stuff. And um, they did it. When, okay, it'll be that much. He went, oh, yeah, sir, I have just didn't get your height and weight. I gave him that. And he went, <laughs> did an intake of breath like a mechanic. But yeah, that'd be an extra 120 quid. I was like, oh, oh, come on, mate. Oh, come on. I'm already spending that on food every week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Well, I think there was something about surrogacy and people not knowing about it. I think it's, that's why it's so important you talk about it because people it's a fairly new sort of science, isn't it? Of like yeah, the yeah, surrogacy yeah. and I don't know how it all works and things like that. Like, And I think it's just people getting used to it. The same with, you know, the organ donations, getting, you know, if someone needs a liver, they get an organ do- donation and stuff like that. And it's someone, yeah. if it came from another body, now it's in yours. It's like, it, that was mental, but now it's sort of like, oh, that's just something that happens. So I think it's just, a, yeah. it'll be a slow process and people like you talking about it will massively help that. So I think it's really important. Yeah, I agree. I, just, I think the, the be- biggest thing it could give people is hope. And it's just that thing I think of people, hopefully, like will look at look at it and just go, actually, you know what? I can make that move in and I can, I can. there's something I can do when, when it feels like there's nothing else that's working for you. And that's what you hope that people, yeah, people seek that. Would you would you go again? Or are you sticking yeah, at one? Yeah, we, we've, we've, no, we, we've sort of talked, I don't know, man. I, you know, I, it's I, a three-way I, yeah. chat though, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, <laughs> I'm not on the door and go, Anderson Spunk and go, oh, we're in again. Uh, <laughs> I think we just we feel just so like lucky that mm. it's worked the first time and we've got this little miracle. And we're just like that. Yeah. That's that's Enjoy the thing that at the moment. For the moment, yeah. And also, yeah, because I think we, it's been such a long journey that I just I don't really want to think about anything apart from her at no. the moment. And just like it will be a sure distraction when you're just you waited so long yeah. for this baby. And yeah, then, and also yeah. what you realise is it's all encompassing, isn't it? Yeah. It's like you know yeah. she's been a really like. A, a joy and I you know but then you get that thing of going like you know like last night for example just couldn't we have we have family round so she, everyone's holding her she's had a day where like she's like more like oh shit like well this is going yeah. on yeah. and then you think oh she'll be tired out so she'll sleep right through yeah. and she was up at like every hour and a half do you know what I mean and it's like <laughs> overly wow. stimulated yeah, at yeah. what point in that does the, the magic of the miracle end <laughs> at, what, at what point <laughs> in the night is the word miracle not being thrown around you know quite as much it's hard because I keep on <laughs> Everyone says that to me, but I, I do sort of every like you know like this morning at six a.m. She sort of like stirring and sort of laughing and whatever and sort of like you go over and pick her up and at the time I'm like oh. and then I look at her and I think oh you know what it's 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 like yeah you I I, I feel so I think blessed with it all it's 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 we're actually just sounding corny I guess you just feel like. Don't get me wrong, there's moments of like, you know, like yesterday when I was doing a podcast with Ramesh and Ramesh is pretty punctual, he's like, like nine o'clock. You didn't feel blessed then. No, no, but it's like <laughs> nine o'clock, we're doing a podcast and I've got my mum and dad here and I'm like, can we all the family come around, I'm cooking Sunday lunch and then my wife, I'm like, I'll give her an extra hour in bed, do you know what I mean? And then the Ocado order comes, bang on the door, so I'm opening that and getting that, I'm trying to put that away and then my mum goes, um... Grace done shit like that, and I'm like, what? Like, will someone sort it out? And she went, it's a big one. I think this is one for you know. So I go in, and it's you know the rotavirus thing they have, the drink. 
No, no. what's that? Yeah, they have a rotor. So when you take them for their jabs and their injections, they yeah. have like a, basically a shot of this thing oh, which really? stops them having. Ro- I'm not, not aware of the rotavirus drink. Rotavirus. So she has to drink this. So you have a yeah yeah it's it's like a thing that they do like it's a shot um hopefully yeah, otherwise I've been like it might be a jackass prank or <laughs> yeah. oh no yeah I've seen it yeah yeah or, or otherwise I'm gonna be on Saturday night takeaway and it'll be like <laughs> yeah, you yeah. yeah what was that shot you gave my daughter yeah. for this punk deck dressed up as nurses so yeah so that comes out of their system and it it was that it was like everywhere and then I'm just I've got Romesh texting me going um. He does this funny thing where he texts like 20 times going, I'm here, I'm here. And I'm like, oh. just I'm covered in shit. Like, <laughs> onto my elbows. And she's laughing and you're like, all right, yeah. So you have those moments. But uh, yeah, yeah, how is it going though? She's sleeping all right. 10 weeks is still a bit brutal, isn't it? 10 weeks, you know what? early she's, stages. Rob, that's the thing. Like we, we were fortunate enough that we got her into a, not a routine, but we were sort of like, I don't know. She, she sort of goes down at about nine, roughly to about sort of midnight, anywhere between midnight and half one. And then yeah. sleeps through to about half five six from there. Oh, so that's it's not, good, isn't it? Yeah, it's I mean, not too... it's, I mean it's, it, let's face facts. That's absolutely fucking terrible. But in the grand scheme of things, <laughs> amazing. For the first six seven weeks, we were like, we did it in shifts, like we were working in a prison. Like, so <laughs> yeah. I, I'd literally go like a twenty four hour garage. Yeah, I'd go to bed at like half six in the evening and wake up at about one a.m. and my <laughs> wife would then pass me the baby and then I'd just sit looking at her like. like <laughs> Like I was on H-Wing, like, you know, sort of having about 50 coffees and sugary snacks and sort of like, you know, then she, my wife would come down and go, all right, do you want to go and have a, have a nap? And sort of like, like we were clocking off and on, but yeah. we were like, so like, you know, I think so f- sort of like, it's natural you're going to read stuff in it and you, you, you hear stuff yeah. and people make say things and like, you know, so we were just so panicked about certain situations that sort of like could arise during the sleep we were like mate we're like she goes to bed and she's like I'm like you know got these monitors on her and it's like it's like this is what daddy does for a living um, <laughs> it's uh, light in her <laughs> got a gaffer who comes in just before she goes to bed anyway, little masking tape on the cot lay there just that's your position <laughs> try and keep it consistent we're up against the clock here you want a little takes did you um, take time off work then when you knew she was coming or have you had to work still? How's it? Because it's, it's difficult with your kind of job because it's all sort of freelance yeah, and all I've, over the place. Uh, unfortunately, actually like, came. I, I had like two or three weeks off. We finished The Curse and I had like two or three weeks off. Yeah, The Curse is a brilliant series on yeah, uh, it's great. Channel 4, 4 on Demand now with people just do nothing. Corrupt to Femboys yes, yeah. are in it. Yeah, yeah, really yeah. yeah. Oh, thank you. Um, yeah, so we had that and, and then I, I was just writing. I was just doing some other bits. So... I, I was fortunate before she was born because everyone thought told us she'd come early, but she came a week late. And then, um, which was like my anxiety. I was trying to play golf during that time, and it was like <laughs> my my scores went up from about 203 to about hundred and forty. Like I was just so <laughs> anxious. Uh, and but then I was yeah. So fourteen, she was seven at Christmas, then third of January, I was back working. I was back oh, filming. Fine. I'm doing a film at the moment, and it was like that that sort of kicked in, and and sort of that was brutal though. That was like, and I got COVID, and then so isolated, and then basically had to try and shoot everything really quickly so i was doing like 5 a.m pickups getting home at nine o'clock the missus had been there all day with the the kid like oh, the baby and then i'm like oh she needs a break so i'd sort of try and you know muster through 
Yeah, you can't moan. You can't moan. No, you can't. I remember driving to Crew. I drove to Crew, four-hour drive, did a gig, drove back from Crew, got back at 2 a.m. and Lou went to me, have her till morning. I was like, I'm going to die here. I'm going to die here. I'm going to be overly dramatic, but I'm going to die. I'm going to die. I'm going to die here. There's no way. Did you have thoughts of like heart attacks or any? I was like, genuinely. I was because I was, it's a long old eight hours of driving and I come in like, I'm fucked. I'm like, I came in fucked. And then I've just been like, it's a baby for six hours I was like that this can't this can't be true this can't be allowed fuck it is so fucking hard that's the bit that I found really like tiring of the um, you're doing those like long and also it's like there's a part of you that goes like fucking oh this is a long old day this is like a really long but then also there's a part of you going well I get picked up and like, I'm, yeah. I'm in a really fortunate blessed position yeah. but then also you are like literally by the end of the sort of like morning when she come, when Catherine comes down she's like oh yeah I, f- I feel better for today and you're, you're like oh shit look the car's outside I've got to go back I've got to go back to oh, filming like, and then and then sort of just literally for the whole day just like drinking there was times where I thought oh my god I'm just going to kill over and I'll be like Tommy yeah. Cooper on set and it was just <laughs> like God, what a, what, a, what a performance that was. Oh, no, he's actually dead. He's not even men are dying there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, look, we, me and Lou argued a lot. Where When I was driving on tour, that's different. But when I, when I was doing some TV, I was doing Taskmaster and I got driven to um, Twickenham, basically, which was like an hour and a half, the hour and a half back. And she argued that was my sleep. Yeah, no, no, Because no, I was I sat in the back of a car. So I was like, so like, she goes, I've only had like five hours sleep. I'm like, well, I've only had two hours. So she went, yeah, but you was in a car for, for three hours. I'm like, you can't. Were you driving it? And also, that's going to be driver dependent, isn't it? Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah, some drivers you're going to get. I'll give yeah. you, if I'm on a motorway for yeah. three hours, I'll let you have it. If I'm going around London, the little roads there, that's not, I'm not sleeping there. No, but also, no, but it's also like you get in a car and some blokes, you're going to go, oh, yeah, just so you know, I've got like a fucking two week old baby, so there's a good chance I'm going to crash out. Most decent drivers will go, sweet. But you're going to get someone going, Boy or girl, and you're like, oh, nice one, yeah, that's good, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll see oh, that thing you did the other week, and it's like, oh, fucking hell. And then there's someone else, girl, when you're going for the boy, then that old school yeah. thing. <laughs> Blokes from working class backgrounds are obsessed with having a boy, it's mental, it's insane, isn't it? When Why did you want a girl, Tom? Was there what was the reason that you kind of. I don't know because my niece, like, I've got a niece and a nephew, are both amazing, and I just, I don't know, I just thought number one that sort of joke that you have of, that I'll look after you when you get a bit older. But I don't yeah. know. I just always sort of like it was just something what we'd always thought of having and, and just always talked about. It's sort of like our heart was was around. Yeah, you know, don't get me wrong. If it had been a boy, it'd been amazing. But yeah, yeah. So, so, yeah. and that was by sort of chance with it yeah, being it a girl. Can, chance, yeah. can you do that then in Surrey? I think you can. I think in Surrey, like in America, it. yeah, I think in America they can do something because I think Kim, Kim Kardashian had that. that I'm, you know, I, this, I'm, I've got no information on this, and I could be no. wildly, wildly inaccurate. And like we can, yeah, all you get don't sued, be sued by her. I'm, She's studying to be a lawyer. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine that. That would be so pathetic, wouldn't it? Turn up to so, fucking Croydon Crown Court. <laughs> King Kardashian. Been absolutely fleeced. Yeah, yeah. Like ruined. God, you My daughter in years to come going, what happened? And me going, well, I said on a podcast that you know, Kim Kardashian had chosen it. There um, used to be a thing called a podcast back in the day. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Smart Food Popcorn. Some decisions aren't the best, like skipping ahead in your favorite podcast. Think of all the banter you'll miss, the lore in the making. Luckily, Smart Food Popcorn is a no-brainer. Deliciously tasty and available in a variety of fun flavors. It's a smart decision every time. Smart Food. Add smart. To learn more, visit smartfood.com.
Would you do more, um, like, uh, would you go into more kids' things? You're in Paddington too, obviously. Yeah. So, like, which is going to be quite exciting when she's old enough to see Paddington too. Can you see yourself doing more um, kids' stuff? Yeah. One uh, I'll do one cut at the moment, but I think that's probably, yeah, sort of kiddish. What are you yeah, playing yeah. in Willy Wonka? It can't be an Oompa Loompa, can it? No, no. <laughs> He's playing not. three of the Oompa Loompas. <laughs> Cut me down. <laughs> Yeah, um, I, I can't really say Bex all the time. Oh, fair there. enough. It's like this big confidentiality thing. But yeah, not an Olympian. You Charlie Bucket. should have been amazing. Be, like, <laughs> I'd love to have been. I'd, I'd love to have been like the Charlie Bucket of the future. Do you know what I mean? Like, like, like he's basically been left the fucking chocolate factory. He's still trying to make it work, but he's got none of the tricks. He's going up against fucking Cadbury's. That'd be amazing, wouldn't it? Uh, but so are you, when are you are you got like a bit of time off then once this is filmed that's a difficult thing isn't it like you can't really go no sorry I'm not going to do Willy Wonka I've got to, I've got to have <laughs> no, three months uh, off no I, also I've, I've like you know I, I think it kicks in like you sort of like you've got you know be the breadwinner and, and like so I, I sort of I've got like bits of writing bits of doing and would you continue to do stuff passion projects do you, can you see yourself going oh fuck it I'm just going to do this thing for the money now I've got a kid now no no I've, I think I, was, I don't know it's a weird he's one he's moving house to Tom he's no, I'm not move moving out. He's I'm moving not moving out. he's I'm been looking at a new house so he's panicking well I'm not I'm not I'm not going into the fucking jungle <laughs> oh, I love that <laughs> so clip much it, clip it up <laughs> can you imagine me showering under that fucking fountain <laughs> yes I can <laughs> fucking E.T.'s having a wash <laughs> 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 oh my god! No, I don't think you do the jungle strictly. Would you do it, Tom? No, no, no. I've got no. I, I, the jungle. I, I just constantly just. I, I just don't think it, it would be for me. I just. I can't. I just. I just think <laughs> no, no, the lack of. You, they won't give you enough food, and you need a no. lot. Of, you're too big yeah, to yeah. survive on that little. <laughs> yeah, bit. You do the like a trial, and they turn around and you'd have eaten it all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cheers, that's it. <laughs> cheers, oh yeah, I've never seen the show before. It's nice, actually. Where's, right Dick, beef, where's Deck gone? He's eaten Deck. <laughs> Well, that's the thing. They go fucking napkin down my front. <laughs> right, fucking nice. Well, that's the uh, thing on the, the jungle is they don't um, do portion sizes on people, so you'll get no. the same portion as Tom Daly. And there's yeah. no way or Tom Josh. Daly, yeah, or Josh needs as much. Oh, I, I, it would always be funny though if it turned a bit dark and you got someone who's really big and hungry who started nicking food off other people. Yeah, and it's sort of like yeah, like yeah. a bully in a yeah. school playground. <laughs> I'm bigger than you. Give me some rice and beans. And people kept him in the dark, yeah. sinister nature of the British. Yeah. Should we vote for that big bully who keeps taking everyone's food? Just leave him in. So you're in Lincolnshire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's just for the wife, man. She wanted. It. I, I think like the next move would be probably sort of move down south again. Sort of like we we lived in Bermondsey for the beginning of our relationship, and then sort of uh, Kingston for a bit. So we sort of it was. And her like, family's up there, is that right? Yeah, her family's up here. So so we were like it was a matter of yeah being close to them really for her sort of like being close to her dad so you sort of and also the nature of our job is we're on the road all the time we're, we're busy right yeah. we're sort of you know if I'm filming or whatever I'm doing I'm, I'm you know it's not it's, it's up to lockdown I'd never really work from home mm, so yeah. it's sort of all of a sudden like yeah it, it sort of but then you you know I'm close with my family I've sort of got big well, now the things as well, you've not had to worry about schools and stuff. So, like, if you do move, you sort yeah. of need to move when she's about four or five so that she can go to that school because you don't really want to be moving her when she's older. No, do you know what I mean? No, no, because that comes with its own like things. And yeah. also, yeah, you're like, you're conscious constantly. I, I don't know, you two you're older, yeah, but you don't, you probably want her to sort of have friends from nursery that then she, she, she goes into school with. You don't want her to start yeah. school and not yeah. learn I don't worry anyone. about that. I think nursery you can cut it off. But when yeah. it, from primary to secondary, you want to make it a bit more she, cohesive. My daughter's. 
nursery mates is intense friendships. It's really? so mad. Really? really? She's got this group, there's four of them, and it's it's fucking intense. Yeah, but I think uh, you've got... How, it's how a old's your daughter now? Four. Four. They've got the relationship of a of a girl band that's been touring together for too long. Oh, wow. Yeah, they've got... <laughs> But I think you know, you want to balance. You don't want to move them too much. But also, they've got to learn that people come and go in their lives. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. they well, can't have crutches. You two, what are your daughter's ages, Rob? Four and six. So Four, um, yeah. my eldest is in year one of school. And then my youngest is starting reception next year. So, um, yeah. So, like, obviously, when they leave nursery, the kids are going to all different primary schools. Yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, I don't really want to move again now. We really like the school they're in. And there's a good secondary school nearby as well. So, we're quite happy in this. We might move, but... We would stay in this area. Yeah, you, you've, you've, you've if you're going to do a proper, you'd move yeah. out, out, wouldn't you? Like you'd be getting like that sort of bit out, Surrey sort of. Yeah, care. a bit further out. So like at the moment we're in their school, but I think twenty minute drive any direction we could probably yeah, move. To. Yeah. I don't want to be driving doing the school run, killing yourself for an hour and a half. Do you live near to where you both grew up then? Um, no, Josh don't. I do. I'm 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 in sort of like the nicer end of where I grew up because Lou's from the ni- the nicer bit in Brom the nicer bit of Bromley where I grew up in Mottingham, which is fine, yeah, but it's a, it's not as a, not as glam. And I live four hours from where I grew up. I, I grew up in Devon. Oh, of course mate, you did. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Now he's yeah. in East London. He's got like an inner city kid. <laughs> They're going to be like them posh kids, you know, like Madonna's son and Noel Gallagher's Looking kids. Looking around with Guy Ritchie's boy. Yeah, <laughs> Rocco Ritchie's around for a cup of tea. Hey, why is Rocco hanging around with a 10-year-old? He's 29. Yeah. <laughs> That's a bit odd for the 15-year age gap here, Rocco. <laughs> what sort of dad do you reckon you'll be, Tom? I don't know. I, I, already it's like you see the... Um, the difference of your, like, you know, my wife's all about... She's about routine. She's about, like, she's very on everything, you know, which is incredible. She's sort of like, you know, she's well-read, she's, you know, and I'm just sort of doing silly voices and, and sort of, you know, don't get me wrong, I'm like, I'm sort of fully like, you know, every aspect of having a baby I'm into, but I find the hardest thing is if she wakes up not messing about and like doing silly voices or silly faces to her and then my missus will be like, she needs to fucking rest, right? And you're stimulating her and I'm I'm, I'm sort of doing like weird accents and... And yeah, and it, so yeah, I mean, I guess you'd hope that you'd be a fun dad if that's your job. Otherwise, you, you'll be, you know, when you read about like sort of comedians of sort of like yesteryear, and it'll be like, oh, he was horrible at home. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. Yeah, he, was, yeah, yeah. he never had a sense of humour. Like, you'd just be like, just to come home and he'd sit in his study and shout if we ever went in there. You kind of hope that like you'd be the sort of dad that go, oh, no, no. Get out, I'm writing. Yeah, he, was, <laughs> he was as massive dickhead at home as he was uh, in his day to day work. I think that's the thing that, yeah, you'd hope that you you bring a bit of that out. What are you both like? Are you what? like, you're quite strict, I'd imagine, Josh. No? No. What? No. Don't, don't chill <laughs> he's out, an absolute, mate. He's an absolute pussy. Yeah, she, they bu- she bullies him, his daughter, into watching Blue when the football's yeah, yeah, out. I don't, I don't, I don't even get to watch oh, the mate, football anymore, you know Tom. Uh, I wake up every morning, we watch golf. We watch, We had football on all day yesterday. Yeah, so one thing that uh, I'm getting... Yeah, to but she's, t- she's 10 weeks. Yeah, don't yeah, get cocky, but, mate. I, wanna... I, was watching, I was watching the Olympics <laughs> at that point. <laughs> I wanted to look and go. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So she she associates those moments with fun times. But, yeah, um, yeah. yeah I give I'll... them a team to to cheer on. Do you? We want that team to win, even if it's like a game I don't care about. And then they're like, oh, I just pick the best team, and then they get excited because their team's winning. Oh wow, that's quite a good. Yeah, it's a good way of doing it. Yeah. But yeah. the um, I, I was going to say though, Tom, as well, like we're from both like working class backgrounds, South London, where it's a lot geezery, yeah. quite alpha, and it was almost like like different. My dad was like really hands on, and well, yeah, and like lo- loves us to pieces. But there is a little bit of a, a distance between sort of lads growing up like with their dads sometimes, a bit like they won't do nappies, or that's a bit, it's yeah, a bit old school stereotype. So do you feel like quite different? 
like how, the way like, your dad was with you and stuff, and you're my, with your kids, or was your dad a bit different, a bit more modern? My dad was, kid? yeah, really more. My dad was like, my mum and dad both worked, so my dad would like, at the weekends, my mum would work, she still worked for the, you know, I keep fucking going on, NHS, so my mum was a nurse, so she'd work at yeah. weekends and, and evenings. So my dad was really like present, like, yeah, you know, he was a yeah, you know, and still is. He's like incredible dad. He, he sort of we, we're really close. Yeah, my dad was the same, and he's older generation, and he yeah. shouldn't have been really. He was like he's seventy eight, my dad, but he was really properly like yeah, yeah. whenever he weren't working, was proper hands on. Yeah, with yeah us doing stuff, playing stuff. games, and just like. But yeah, even now though, um, with that though, Bex, I sort of found this. I like I'm sort of still like pals of geezers I grew up with who work on sites yeah. and whatever, and, and like you play golf and they're like, oh, you got to do nappies. And I'm like, well, I thought I genuinely thought now that everyone did. I thought that was <laughs> yeah, like, I, I, yeah. I find that obscene that like, <laughs> yeah. like there's people who wouldn't. Yeah. And also, you're gonna hug your kid, are you? You're gonna kiss them on the cheek? <laughs> you sicko! You sick fuck! It's like, you're gonna <laughs> emotionally support them, you pussy. <laughs> you're gonna see if they're all right after school. You mug, fuck off. You're gonna get them a stable background. Yeah, you're gonna try and rub every grief. barmaid that we come into contact with. Um, <laughs> Yeah, man, I, I, I've, I've, I found that sort of like the nutty, the weird thing of like how... Also, I've got a lot of friends who had... I've got friends now who are my age who are grandfathers, do you know what I mean? Which is insane. insane. <laughs> yeah. you know, genuinely, like, I've got two mates. One, one of my godsons is a grand... Like, he's, he's, he's got his kids now, do you know what I mean? He's got two kids. Yeah, yeah your godson's... Are... He's not a granddad, you've got godson. No, no, no. Oh, no, <laughs> no, no, so he's got kids, so All my right. best pal, he's like... So that's an amazing thing to think of, like... But even then, I see the difference now, like, you think... Like, my pal was... He'd have been 19 when he had his boy, and now you look at him, actually, as a grandfather, he's more invested in, like, you know, and he's, he's, a, he's a good dad, and, you know, but like, I think if he could go back again, he'd change stuff. I think that's the yeah. interesting thing of having kids later in life, is, like, I look at him and think at some points I'm like, you know, because you know, Jamie's obviously a good power of mine and, and he, like, uh, his little boy and, and my little girl were born within two weeks of each other. And then there's a part like, of you going... Jamie Redknapp. Yeah, so you're like yeah, 40, yeah. you're both in your 40s and you're like, fuck, so you're older dads. But there's a part of me thinking, I don't think I'd have been as, I don't think I was as settled as a human being as, as like, in my 20s, even some of my 30s. Yeah, until I met yeah. my wife and I look at, you know, and now you want to give her the most stable background you possibly can but it's, it's an interesting the other thing I find really weird like Rob is that like I'm, I'm massively I'm very like I'm proud working class I'm proud of where I've come from I'm proud of what I've accomplished in this world that we are working but like from where I, like from the background that I've come and like I was brought brought up as a very working you know very very like hard working class background when money was tight and all of a sudden, I'm, I'm going to be raising a little girl who's essentially living in a very middle class background. And I'm like, yeah. she's, you know, there's no odds on any of our three kids are going to be middle class, right? You know, we, yeah, you of know, course. And so there you're like, there's a bone of like, you know, how do you keep that ethos of like the sort of sensibilities that you were brought up with and make sure yeah. that's sort of like there for her as, and, and that she knows, like, because even now, like, my dad takes a piss out of like stuff that I'm doing and stuff that, <laughs> like, you know, my dad, you know, it's like, you know, uh, and ideas that I have of, and he's like, oh, she, you know, fuck, you know, you you've got to have that pride in and let her know like where she comes from, you know, and you know, yeah, just, you know, yeah, you know, sort of, yeah, it's sort of, you don't want to spawn them, but you also, well, it's all progress, isn't it? And and it's sort of like I I got really troubled by that, and I was like, oh god, I've, I'm different, and they're not going to get on, and they're from different backgrounds and stuff. But you know, from a grandparent's point of view, like if your grandchildren are living a much more comfortable lifestyle, it isn't things aren't as tight. I think they've done their job well. Yeah. They've 
given uh, opportunities and lifestyle to their son in this case has then carried that on with that work ethic of working hard and now you can offer your daughter things you never had yeah, and that all stems from the hard work from them so I think really they may be a bit different to them but it shows progress and that oh, they've done a good job I might, I might be fat I've been up since 3am but I feel quite emotional when you say that Max <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> I had a little shiver there of like genuinely you know, like, yeah. that's the thing I find really hard to control like you have this uh, like the emotion of being a father right and, and yes. oh mate like, I'm like, an emotional wreck oh, I, I, I can cry on fucking anything oh, now like Genuinely, like, I find myself just having moments where I just feel overcome by it and sort yeah. of, like, just being like, put yourself together, put yourself together. Yeah. I, like, also, I don't know how you, you know, I talk a lot with Rom about this. I don't know, uh, you know, all three of us do a job where, you know... He's quite emotionally dead, though, isn't he? You know, I think he's the opposite, isn't he? I think, <laughs> so, yeah. I think it's I think it's a real, it's a real melting pot. Yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> just been so covered over. It's sort of like a dormant volcano. <laughs> it, you think there's nothing there, but one day... Um, but we're, um, we talk about having imposter syndrome and you can kind of just about get away with that in, in your working life, right? And, yeah, and like all yeah. of us are like, yeah, we do say we're, we're, we're fortunate to do what we do for a living. We're so lucky. That's what we get up to doing. Like, you know, uh, and we've all excelled at that, which is fucking great because I think probably started off around the same sort of time and like you yeah, see like, yeah. other people come and go, whatever. I saw you at the open mic gigs, Tom. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. Do you know that? I should say this. is my favourite <laughs> thing because I've got a fucking... I'm doing um, Always Be Comedy tonight. And yeah. uh, like doing like some new material stuff, mate. You've got up at three a.m. Have a night um, off, mate. No, I just want to drive. Uh, <laughs> um, and anyway, like, uh, but I literally always Beckett. So I was gigging back in the day, <laughs> an open mic night, trying characters on our Becks. Uh, yeah, he was doing a new character at this and, open mic night. Yeah. And Beckett came up to me afterwards. I didn't say it till then, did I? I think you... No, you said it to me a while after. No, you said it about a couple of months after. I don't think I said it till the night, but I think I said it to you later after one of your hit shows. Beckett turned around, he said... uh, Go, you do it because it's not. Well, I, t- I was sorry about the open mic, and it was a it was a new character. I don't think you've carried on. Um, <laughs> no, 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 no. It's fair to say he's never really seen the light of day. It just wasn't as good as the other ones he did. And I remember <laughs> seeing him later on, and we met, and I, we were getting on really well, and he'd done some brilliant acting stuff, murder like BAFTAs, and murder successful, yeah. and hugely successful. I mean, yeah, I remember doing that gig together. But he went, yeah, that was years ago. That thing, and I, remember, <laughs> and I said, I remember thinking he's got something, but it ain't this. <laughs> 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 you know, like that worst thing of that gig, right? Is because I remember, like, and we still have that thing of like Beckett and me come up around the same sort of I time. It was about twenty people in a yeah, basement yeah. in London. But watching it, you have that weird thing of like everyone kept on saying like, uh, oh, you must have met Beckett. You and Beckett, we come from a very similar background. Yeah. So sort of like you know, we never. I think we did eight out of ten cats twice together, but yeah, yeah. never. No one ever put us on the same bill because it was like, like yeah. yeah I always right get lumped with Victoria Cora Mitchell for, to sort of. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> Uh, I, I remember doing Cats with You on Storm. It was one of my favourite things I ever did, that Cats with You. Oh, you like, did your thing Mickey about your Rashid. dad and Charlie yeah, yeah. friends, uh, yeah, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, That's it hilarious. A, but um, I remember doing that gig and everyone saying, oh, you know, wait till you and Rob will hit off. You're from the same... And I was yeah. like... And I turned up this open mic and Beckett was there. I was like, oh, fucking hell. And I was doing this new character. I thought, oh, fuck, maybe I should just do saying that. <laughs> At the time, I was doing Sleep, but a different version of it. And I was like, maybe I should... Do, no, it's a new material. I should try saying you. Oh, this will smash it. And then I just remember afterwards, like, all I could think of in the fucking long walk home was like... 
Beckett thinks people go to Beckett. Oh, wait till you meet Big Tom Davis. You're going to and Beckett thinking, God, he's a fuck. He's an absolute waiter's no, face. No, all, I, all I remember thinking was, it was like the character weren't working, but I was like, how can someone who's so funny, so charismatic and so likeable be in, doing this badly? What the, what, what, they just didn't make sense. It was like someone throwing the ball to Cristiano Ronaldo and him just like spooning it off to the left. Like, he just looked perfect. He had everything going, but it just, it just weren't the right character. That's what it's about trying things. Yeah, it? yeah. But that's that's a weird thing in it of going back now and doing gigs again, like and doing because you sort of miss that. I, like I love the immediate feedback of a live gig. Yeah, whatever, yeah. it's also weirdly think. now. Like it's not even like you don't have the immediate f- feedback of saying going out on TV that night and then going looking on Twitter or Instagram and going, oh shit, people are watching it and people are talking because yeah. people will just box at it and they might message yeah. you, might not. So you don't have any of that sort of stuff that we were used to having when we all started out. So actually getting out and doing live stuff and feeling like you're going to do a live tour then of characters. Not ca- it'll be sort of it characters stand with stand up with characters that sort of thing. I oh, brilliant! Yeah, I think I think that's that's the plan. I think it is to sort of. Like, <laughs> How desperate know. is a man for a hotel room sleep? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that is ten weeks in. Suddenly he's doing. It. I, I just want to get back to stand up. My roots. Yeah, I just got a couple of passion projects. You've, you've shown no interest in that for the last fucking eight, ten years. Yeah. You literally, you're literally saying to me how lucky you were that you didn't have to fucking do any more gigs. Well, um, if you do, if you want to do some work in progress, I know a good little uh, promoter that runs uh, eight gigs in the highlands of Scotland that always sell out. They're really excited to see new people do live stuff, but it's eight <laughs> nights at a hotel. So oh, really? if oh, you wow. want that, I can, we can arrange that. Well, she listens to this podcast. That'll be my fucking summer <laughs> holiday <yeah>. now. <laughs> I'll come with a baby. What? <laughs> Um, Tom, um, thank you so much. I, that is so one genuinely. More, one, more, one more question. Oh, yeah. Well, it just feels to... a bit glib, doesn't it, really, after after the conversation we've had? Well, yeah. I t- but, well, I'll was, I was, I was ask the question, but I'll I thought we'd say, like, honestly, though, I know we said it earlier, but you talking about it is so important. And a lot of yeah, people, you, we get loads of messages of hearing different sort of parenting stories that are like slightly, slightly different um, uh, and, and the, being open about it. And especially as a bloke from, you know, your background, because working class folks don't talk about anything. And it's the, the more they do, the better it will be so well done for that I think it was really important Thanks, but now you talk you. about returning to stand up I thought that was really brave <laughs> very brave very brave no he's not he'll smash it um, the, the question is is that it might be difficult with 10 weeks in but is there one thing that your partner does parenting wise that annoys you that you'd rather she didn't do but you haven't brought it up yet because it might cause a row is there something uh, you differ on at the moment I think it's it's that technique of trying to number burping technique seems to be a bone of contention like is we, it? We, yeah. we have that thing of like I have my way she has hers but also like <laughs> Getting her to sleep is like Catherine. I was like, like this method that she's like, this works all the time. But that just does. It's like everything that she's. Te- I'm like, I can make a burp. I can get her to sleep. Yeah, I just do get- it differently. Yeah. Like she's like, yeah, but it's kind of like she has to know one way. I'm like, she really doesn't. She just needs to burp <laughs> and fucking sleep, and then she'll be fine. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, that's pretty much it, really. I used to. It's weird though with some kids. Like my second one, I could get to sleep instantly with one technique and Lou tried doing it it would never work so it's just whatever works for you isn't it oh man it's in, in the, I find burping is just like the winding oh, technique burping, is like oh, fuck off it's so fucking difficult you know what it's, it's like insane you play golf right Bex yeah sometimes yeah yeah, yeah same I'm not like but like burping I, I took to burping a bit like I took to like I take to like any sort of like sport <laughs> or fucking playing like championship manager that yes. like oh you know it's a victory it's like literally like you make it almost like yeah. a computer when you've yeah. got it it's like trying to get like that last fucking like 10-15 mil of formula 
like making sure she drinks it so she KOs. Yeah. So you treat that like a game. You're like, right, okay, if I can get her to do this, then I fucking win it being her dad. <laughs> and if I don't, I fucking suck. I'm a and loser. I need, yeah, I need to go back to the fucking drawing board on all of my fucking ethos of what I'm get, doing get, get a few lessons up the club. <laughs> just standing there with fucking you two in a fucking Beckett just going, nah, mate, all you got to do, right, is just... <laughs> ease it in, ease it in, yeah, Tom. Don't it, fuck it, about. Yeah, yeah. Don't just ram it in. Some round of gums and then slow. <laughs> Let her get a taste for it and then give her the rest. <laughs> Tom, thanks so oh, much. It's been absolutely thanks amazing. Thanks so much, right? Absolute pleasure. Cheers, Cheers, Tom. Cheers, chaps.